We're not nearly cool enough for that intro. No. no kidding. Hey, before we go any further, um, I'd just like to say that we need to set up some sort of a camera system to to film the podcast setup because nothing on this podcast is going to be as entertaining as trying to watch Griffin <laughs> put the pop filter on her mic for five minutes. I give up. And then give up. And then and give up. The, uh, the audience really missed out. More of us trying not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Acting like we were not watching it, frustrated and twist <laughs> this thing around. The problem is if you watch her or you make eye contact, then you're obligated to help. Because then right. you, you acknowledge that there's a problem. Is there a bomb in here? What's, like what's, what's, what is this it? my new watch? It beeps. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> What, is, is, it, what is it telling you? It's telling me that it's 11.43. So <laughs> it's telling me that the Saturday morning at 11.43 when I got my watch and decided to test what the alarm sounds like, I set it up for daily and now I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> it's also telling me that it's 85.8 degrees in here and I know that's not that, correct. That can't be anywhere close to right. I've never seen a temperature feature on a watch that ever worked. Wouldn't your body heat interfere with it because it's just right up on you? I would think so. And is it really valuable to know what the temperature is where you are? Don't you know because you're there? Isn't temperature something you want to know about someplace that you're going or what it's going to be? Once <laughs> you're there, what are you going to do? It's like, wow, yes, I am freezing. That's verification. <laughs> I Thank didn't you, watch. I didn't, wear, I didn't wear enough clothes today. All right. So uh, welcome back from Australia, you two. Yay. Hey, Good day, Gus. <laughs> Did you all get your fill of Vegemite and... <laughs> Griffin did. Yeah. I actually got a video I'm going to put up. Uh, we were in the booth on Sunday. Uh, some fans gave us – by the way, uh, I'm going to get off on a tangent here. You know how like sometimes at events, fans, uh, people, viewers of our various products will stop by and bring us booze? Like are you jet lagged still? I'm, I'm very, are you drunk? Did you drink it before the podcast, the booze that they brought? Very tired. Uh, he started off the podcast with, before we go any further, we hadn't yeah. gone anywhere yet. And then, it's like, <laughs> he, then he interrupted himself with a tangent in the first four, <laughs> four, four, four syllables of his uh, first night. I did. Well, anyway, uh, people will always bring us booze to events. Right. Boy, they got nothing on the Australians. Every single Australian brought us free booze, I Really? Think. It was yeah. like we were swimming in bottles of booze, which was all very nice, and I, I appreciate it very much. One guy even brought us like a bottle of Johnny Walker Gold. Which I looked up online, it's like a hundred and seventy dollar bottle. Of I, never, I gave that guy a free T shirt. I think I've heard of that. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, it was good. Here's the difference. Mix between, it with Coke. It's delicious. <laughs> here's the difference between Jeff's experience with that and my experience with that. I would say this. Hey, look at this bottle of booze that a fan brought to us. Jeff talks about the bottle of booze in the past tense. Where is the <laughs> bottle of booze? Where are all these bottles of booze? Um, oh, I think we shipped it back, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think. <laughs> Now he's going to tell us about the Australian recycling program. The guy goes, glass bottles. The guy goes, it was funny. The guy goes, here, this is a very, I, I got this for you. And I was like, wow, thanks. That's really cool. This looks very expensive. And he goes, it's best if you drink it slightly chilled with dark chocolate. And I said, what? how about I drink it at room temperature in this booth right now? I think that's how we're going to enjoy this bottle. And he goes, I guess you could do that too. <laughs> did, did he at least bring some chocolate? No, asshole. He did not. <laughs> God, what nerve. Anyway. Um, Telling you how to enjoy your liquor? One of the things that we got was... Uh, how does it taste with the uh, five cc's of Sharpie ink? From the <laughs> <laughs> the, after, after a convention, I'm just covered from fingertip to elbow in Sharpie ink. You uh, you can't buy Sharpies in Australia anywhere. We couldn't no. find them. Well, so we got this thing called some, permanent but... marker. Yeah. It's just a white pen. <laughs> I couldn't find silver at all. And then we finally, I went to, oh, the one thing about Australia that drives me crazy, at least the part of town we were in, nothing is open on the weekends. Banks weren't open on the weekends. I couldn't get change made, and oh, then wow. there was one convenience store open in the whole town, and they only had blue and red markers. So I couldn't get like one day we ran out of permanent markers, and eventually we had to borrow like when people would walk up, we had to borrow their surveys from them. Yeah, it got pretty bad. But anyway, the point I was going to make is uh, somebody gave us these Australia survival kits that were pretty cool. It was like a bunch of different stuff, like Tim Tams and some I don't know. Fosters or something, and then uh, these tubes of Vegemite that look like toothpaste tubes full of Vegemite, where you just squirt it out, which is the grossest looking thing I've ever seen. So I dared Griffin twenty dollars to uh, squirt Australian or American twenty dollars Australian, which is actually more than twenty dollars American. Thank you very much. Nice. Uh, I uh, I paid her and twenty cents. Yeah, I paid her twenty dollars <laughs> to squirt it in her mouth for two seconds and not throw up, and she did. And, and I had it the next morning. I, I like Vegemite. It's yeah, good. it you was know, if, you, if you join the podcast late, that's actually a much more interesting story. <laughs> 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 
The uh, Vegemite is what? It is yeast? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, concentrated yeast extract. One, one is of, concentrated. Is there, it's there, not that shitty diluted yeast. No, no. <laughs> is there a difference between Vegemite and Marmite, or are they just brand they names? They say it. They say there is. And I thought there was because I, I remembered having Vegemite when I was younger, and I liked Marmite more. But since I've had it in Australia, I really can't tell the difference because I had Marmite recently. But I was thinking about doing a back-to-back test. One Marmite? Marmite is like the British version. Okay, so what's the difference between Vegemite, Marmite, and that shit that collects under your fender of the front wheel of the car? <laughs> you know, one of the girls uh, that came by the booth uh, was telling us, and she may have been fucking with us, but she was telling us that the uh, they get the yeast from beer, right? Oh, leftover, or like the leftover yeast. Le- leftover yeast from, from beer factories beer processing. is what they use to make Vegemite. <laughs> she may have been fucking with you. She might have been. <laughs> People down there love to lie. Do you know what the you know, don't they use the yeast in beer to make beer? I guess they're just what? left over. There's like yeast discharge or something. <laughs> <laughs> they just like scrape it out of the vats. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I'll also wow. say uh, the Australian people are very polite. <laughs> they're much to, nicer than Americans. I just want to point out that Australia has universal health care, and they have to fund that somehow. <laughs> I, think, I think if you go follow the healthcare industry and the yeast industry far enough up, they might connect. I'm just gonna say that. That's very disgusting. <laughs> also, most expensive city in the world. Oh my god, it was really. They bad. say London is the most expensive city in the world. It's got nothing on Sydney. But one thing I, I did, we did find some good food, which I never found in England except for that one, uh, one in, Indian, Indian food place. Food restaurant. Yeah, so and at least that's really like you'll spend a ton of money on food, but there's some okay food there. All yeah. these expensive cities were awesome when the dollar was worth a lot more. When the dollar was awesome. Well, when the yeah. dollar was worth like, you know. It was seventy five cents to an Australian dollar, essentially. Yeah, yeah. but now it's not even. It's under that, so yeah. it's under on what do they call it on par or parity. Griffin and I were uh, we were staying pretty far away from the city, so we were thinking about getting a, Thank you, a Gus. hotel. It, it worked out great. The, the <laughs> you, public- you were staying across the street from the event. I don't care what your fucking <laughs> vacation plans are when you're down there. My concern is where you're staying for the event. It was public- an hour train ride into town. Public but- transportation. What, what? It was a two-minute walk to the fucking event, the it reason was. you were there. So don't even start to give me shit Actually, about the that. trains are a lot of fun. We had fun yeah, the public, doing it. Public transportation system is awesome there. But uh, fuck, all, all you're fighting, I forgot what I was going to say. Whenever well, anyone so complains sorry. about travel arrangements, I get as quiet as I can because I did that. For, oh, yeah. I, and I did it for a very short amount of time. I did it for, I think, maybe a year and a half. And then Gus took it over, and you've done it now for six years. Something no, like actually, I did it after you. Did you? And you then, did? Uh, I, oh, then you booked us at that fucking hotel in Toronto. I booked you guys at that <laughs> hotel in Toronto, and then I stopped doing it. After that. Sarajevo. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's horrendous. It sucks. Booking the people's travel in the, this company si- is a thankless job. That trip was also a little difficult because I've never been to Sydney. Uh, so I have no idea where anything Dude, was. Dude, it worked totally fine. It was fine. fine. It was and totally actually, fine. it was kind of uh, after – because we, we got there like a week early so we could kind of go and see things. Um, and then Matt stayed a week late. And then I think they stayed in the city center and then he just like took the train in for the event. Um, but I'm kind of glad that we didn't stay in, in Sydney um, – the, in, in the city center because at the end of the day like there's so many tourists like by the afternoon evening that it was kind of nice to go out to we we're staying in olympic park which is a lot more like it's an office complex area basically no, but it, it's like it's the where the olympics they took all of those buildings and they like had to figure out a way to like make it work into the city so a lot of people will go out there and like work out um and we went swimming at the aquatic center or whatever um, but it was really kind of, it was a lot calmer. So it was nice to go at the end of the day. And it was actually fun to take the train. And you could also, with the same card, take like ferries. And buses. And buses. So. Get, the, get the My Multipass too. Yeah, it's awesome. it was awesome. <laughs> so when like cities, you know, you said this, this was a built, like this is a relic from the Olympics. Do they ever successfully reintegrate those buildings into a city after the Olympics? Or are they always, oh yeah, that's the rundown area where the Olympics used to be. And I, then like in a hundred years, they'll, they'll, they'll level it. I think they're making it work with this one because yeah. they're turning it all into residential. And so there's like all this crazy – like if for people that like like to do physical shit, no, like nobody in this office. But <laughs> like people that like to work out or run or jog or swim, I can see them all moving there because there's all these fantastic facilities. And there's like a commercial area that has like restaurants and whatever. So I th- And it has a pretty They're nice train open. station. So it, it seems like a planned community almost. Mm-hmm. Like they're forming a community around all of this stuff. It also seems like cities never recoup their investment at all from any kind of Olympics. I read that. Actually, that's true. They celebrate it when they get it and they're so excited and then 
They build out all this stuff. They can't manage it properly, and then they always lose money. I think all the Canadian cities that have had a winter or summer Olympics have lost all their money. On it. As a matter of fact, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if every city ever to host the Olympics hasn't lost all their money. They I think in it. I think Vancouver lost a spectacular amount of money on the Olympics I recently. Right. I think they were like one of the worst. As a matter of fact, the company that was at Whistler is that where they were? Yeah, they were. Some of it was at Whistler. Yeah, where they're doing all the Winter Olympics. They went bankrupt during the Olympics, and wow. they were like going to shut down like a month after the Olympics were over. And it was like really bittersweet for them because they're like, hey, we get the Olympics uh, to wish us uh, well on our trip to the unemployment line, I guess. You know? I don't know if that's just Olympics. I mean like um, like uh, World Expos or whatever. World Fair? Yeah, World, World Fair. Fair. Like they have the same issue, don't they? Don't talk shit about the World Fair. Yeah. No, but like in Chicago, like they had all of the – like in the Chicago World's Fair, they built all of those buildings. And then like a year later, all the homeless people were living in them, like people that had worked on the fair and didn't have jobs anymore. But they, they, how uplifting! They say it's one of those. It's one of those long-term bets, though. They say that if your city hosts the Olympics, you become a worldwide hub, and so you they, you lose three or four hundred million on the Olympics. <laughs> but that the long the the long-term effects are beneficial in business. Yeah, look how it worked out for Sarajevo. <laughs> the fucking international hub. Yeah, I know. I'm, just, that I'm was, not going to buy that bullshit. That's that's bullshit. The International Olympic that was Committee a, spin just to try to get people to host. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that was the upside on that article I read about Vancouver. They say it's the gateway to Eurasia. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that uh, Iran is threatening to boycott the 2012 Olympics in uh, London because the logo for the Olympics looks like it spells out the word Zion? <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's about 50% of our audience that just went, why do they hate the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, so they, it was the 20... The, the, 20, the 2012 Olympics in London. The 2012 is what spells out Zion? Right. Like the way... It's a very stylized font. The two looks like a... a um, you, can, you can figure it out. The two looks like a Z. The one looks like an I. Wow. Oh. Yeah, but wouldn't it be oin? But the, way, the, the, <laughs> the, the way it's rotated. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. If 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 I was the Iranian government, I wouldn't even use the word protest. You know, I would yeah, no <laughs> stay as far away from that as I possibly could. I'd be like, yeah, we're showing up. We're gonna have a great time because it's good to keep things exactly how they are. Yeah. How many protests are we up to now in the Middle East? A lot. Five. That's crazy. I mean, I, I guess we shouldn't even call them protests at this point. We should call them revolutions. Revolutions. Yeah. And slash civil war. Yeah, there was all this excitement that people were, that it was spreading to China. Apparently, it's spread to North Korea now too. No shit. I don't yeah. know about that. Really? Look it up, man. You're the internet guy on the podcast. Yeah, hit the hit the web and see if there's protests in North Korea. Speaking of uh, North Korea, Gus, I meant to send this to you when I was in Australia. I'll have to find it for you. There was a link from some dude on Reddit who got to go to North Korea on vacation. Like, mm-hmm. if you have enough money, you can do it. And he had uh, like 300 photos up, and they were fascinating. That's awesome. I love that stuff. I know. Are you sure you're not thinking of like the fake? Home front protests that are happening at GDC for North Korea? No, I'm pretty sure I'm not thinking about that. Mm. I don't even know what that is. What was that 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 uh, documentary that we were watching? It was like it's a series of those guys that go in. That was uh, VBS or Vice. Oh, that's a good one. Vice it's TV. really good, and he shows they show the performance. They go into North Korea, North Korea, and they film this performance that's put on, and they're like the only people in the auditorium. And like, how many people do you think are actually? Oh, in It's like something like. 10,000 or 20,000 like people. 20,000 people performing at the same time who have been practicing and are like working like clockwork together and there's like three people watching it. Like it's just all for show. They were performing no... in case Kim Jong-il showed up and he didn't. Yeah, they trained for years. There's actually some documentaries you can get on Netflix about that. There's a documentary that follows two little girls who like trained for like two years to be able to participate in the mass games and they're just hoping that he shows up and he never shows up. You know, I think about – it seems like an enormous waste, but what else are people going to do? You know, so I was talking with my wife about this the other day. When I was a, when I was a kid growing up, it seemed like we were making things and advancing, like we're, we're building towards stuff and we knew what we were building towards. It just feels like we've we've made so much progress, especially with the internet. It's like a weird gateway technology where you could really just spend all your free time on the internet if you wanted to. Like just have an internet account and do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. and there's so much entertainment. Like you think about the amount of media that there is now, what they upload twenty four hours of footage for every minute on YouTube. Like every minute twenty four hours of video is uploaded to YouTube. That's on the YouTube fact sheet. It's just like you couldn't possibly process all this. Mm-mm. And the way that like the way food is now and the way the way it's manufactured, it's like what is what does everybody do? You know, we always talk about the loss of manufacturing jobs and things like that in America, but it's like now we have finance, entertainment, and restaurants. It's all, it's all entertainment, people, yeah. People keep talking about how like everyone like is in the service industry now or like there's more and more people that are just in service. But then you like try to call a business. You can't find a real person. 
That's true. That's true. And it definitely seems like the quality of – at least the idea of service has gone down or our expectations for the amount of service we should get goes way up. Yeah. You know, I don't know if like – you know, I, I don't know. It's like when I go when I go to the grocery store as a kid, my mom would leave the loaf of bread. It wasn't a calamity. You know, it wasn't the end of the world, you know, whereas now if you get something shipped to you from Amazon and it has a chip on the corner, it's like I'm, I'm going to boycott this company for the rest <laughs> of my life and I'm going to destroy the world. Or my iPhone, which is the Louis C.K. Uh, yeah. rant, you know, which oh, is yeah. amazing. Everyone has to sit around complaining about this, like, basically Star Trek device that we have in our pocket. We're all going to sit around complaining about how it should be better than what it is. It's so I have, slow. I have no idea how to make it better or what goes into making it actually work, but this is terrible. It's awful. <laughs> hey, did you see that they're supposed to announce a new iPad today, speaking of Star Trek? Uh, yeah, you know, Apple, they love uh, having their events on Wednesday, a podcast day. Yeah, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, Did we, we coincide a lot. Their event is uh, supposed to start like in five minutes. Well, they revamped the uh, the notebooks a week ago, mm-hmm. and they added. I feel like there should be like an interstitial here. Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> the new the new interface, which Gus and I got in a very tense email discussion about. We actually had a group. Uh, there's there's a group email list that we all subscribe to here. Although it's not actually an email list, which is another problem I have with Gus. But <laughs> we, oh, we go back and forth on it, and Gus was talking about picking up a new laptop after he just picked up a brand new computer to edit the Drunk Tank edi- you, video podcast, which, by the way, how are you enjoying that, audience? <laughs> and you made a very funny joke, I thought. Well, I, I, I tend to make funny jokes in email. Is the, Like when the credit card bill comes in and everyone has to go through and specify what they spent this amount of money for and what category it goes in for the business, it's all for bookkeeping. I always pick out the person who spent the most, and sometimes it's somebody who's just, I guess, gone insane. <laughs> yeah. And I always make fun of them in that email. And the last few times I've done that, that person has come up to me and been very upset that I pointed them out and that their expenses are totally legitimate. <laughs> I was in that person's um, office um, when that person read the email and was like, you know, I have to do – I have to spend this money. It's not like I'm spending it for myself. And you go, it was a joke. And he's like – and I the was, person was not letting it go. I was standing like, between the two offices. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> And you were literally like, it was just a joke, man. I don't care. It's fine. It's, it was just a joke. And that person was not going to let it go. He spent less money the next month, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but funny how that works. Gus, I, Bernie called me out for uh, for buying this new laptop after I just bought this computer. And uh, I, of course, replied because I had already been taking shit with, with – It's very rare that Gus will send the passive-aggressive email that we all are guilty of every once in a while. It, Sorry, that's my watch it, again. It, it was uh, a <laughs> – I'd already been taking shit for the computer, so I was like, that's it. I was, I was on a trip. I was stressed out. I was like, that's it. So you you like, had – So I fucking replied. You've got a new catchphrase now. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> that's yeah, how you he, signed your email. He did. He ended with bravo. Bravo, guys. And so that was it. I wasn't taking it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So he came back at me hard. We actually the, – the, the discussion between Gus and I got so tense, I actually took it off the group list and took it to private one-to-one email. That's when Bernie realized – Gus was buying a laptop out of his own pocket, <laughs> not out of his, po- not out of Bernie's pocket. That's well, you have a brand new computer. Do you want? You know what? This computer doesn't work very well. You know when I'm when I'm on trips. So, do you need a computer when you're on trips? Hey, when the website broke when I was on the trip, how did I fix it? Was it some kind of computational device? <laughs> it must have been a computer. How, you- how would I have used it with this new computer in my office according, when I was across the country? According- how, did you, how did you even get to Seattle? <laughs> A computer? Why don't you buy a fucking plane? <laughs> hey, According Jeff, to Bernie, you used that computer to break it so that you could then fix it. <laughs> Jeff, I see you on YouTube all day. Why don't you price that out? Maybe we need one of those YouTubes. Get a YouTube. Because yeah, that's totally the same thing. You that's have totally a laptop. You have a laptop. That I want to replace for myself my own use. I don't know why I'm getting shit for buying my own, myself a computer. I also don't think it's a fucking coincidence we went out of town all the shit broke. <laughs> I said to Jeff, I said, I noticed that every single thing that broke is something you can break remotely in Seattle. <laughs> Nothing that you would have to physically unplug broke yeah, at all. He- heaven forbid I buy a computer to fix stuff when it breaks. Yeah, you what know a terrible idea. Oh, hey, is that where you were yesterday? You were at the co- at the uh, Colo? You know what really helped no, I need to go fix there, the self. fucking oh. email list is Thunderbolt. <laughs> That's going to help us. <laughs> hey, how many how many gigahertz do you need to run Terminal? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me know. Fill me in. <laughs> I missed you guys. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> also, I, I also want to point out to Gus. <laughs> I want to point out to Gus that I had to say an email that why are we buying a first generation hardware interface from Apple? I mean, I couldn't add any more qualifiers into that statement <laughs> to make it a bad decision. Technically, it's an Intel interface. Okay, implemented by Apple. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, it's just like it. Just and he he said in the email. 
I'm going to buy this laptop day one new MacBook Pro because I understand that there might be interfaces that allow us to do mobile capture possibly some point in the future. I'm like, well, what if we wait <laughs> till possibly some point in the future and buy the laptop then whenever these fictional devices come out? How did your first-generation hardware uh, MacBook Air work out for you? I don't have a first-generation. Or the revision. Air. That's a, that's generation two. <laughs> this, is ge- this, is, this is generation six of the MacBook Pro. Why you? I'm just saying. You bought day one the, when the day the, the the announcement closed. You bought a brand new laptop from Apple. First generation. So, <laughs> I bought the sixth generation of the MacBook Pro. You bought generation two of the MacBook Air. I'm gonna cross my arms. So you know what? You ain't got shit on me, Burns. Look at you, fucking sulking over there in the corner. Every point refuted. Point goes. <laughs> How are we, man? Oh, the dog woke up after you did that. <laughs> Sorry, Lincoln. <laughs> this is definitely a video podcast to watch. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. What, do you need any equipment to edit this video podcast together? <laughs> Don't you get started, too. You'll end up in a fucking Sarajevo hotel. <laughs> you, you are traveling so much, you asshole. I'm going to put you on, in fucking Timbuktu. You will be bitching about the train ride from there. God. <laughs> Come at it. me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It has been the increase in employee issues. I don't know what it is. It's been lately. Yeah, like, I really, like the really last... hurt my hand by the way. I bet it sounded like it. What did you hit over there? My desk. God, there was a metallic twang in that. You probably like popped a pin in your arm or something like that. Do you guess do you have any metallic pins in you anywhere? You seem like a kid. Currently, who... no. You... I love how you had to think about that. Like, Currently. do I have any metal in my body? Gus seems like the kind of kid who broke his arm, you know, as a yeah. young boy, no. and he wasn't able to heal himself. At, own at math camp? <laughs> I, I, nev- I never broke broke a bone. He, he could have been a massive he fight got a, over the... He got a fracture doing fractions. Struggle <laughs> <laughs> for the calculator. <laughs> you have one fifth of an arm. Oh, yeah, I was going to say a big fight over the chalk. <laughs> Or like whiplash from raising his hand too quickly. (laughs) 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 Okay, just Griffin's getting the city hotel. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) But wait, teacher, you didn't give us homework yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, once when I was in third grade, I actually went to the office uh, because we didn't have a teacher. Our teacher didn't show up for some reason and we didn't have a substitute. And I thought everyone in the class was going to fucking kill me. That's probably the closest I came to having a broken bone. Really? Because you went and got a teacher? Because I went and got a teacher because we did not have a teacher. <laughs> what the you, fuck is wrong with you? You fucked it up, dude. <laughs> and then in like seventh grade, you read Lord of the Flies and you're like, oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think like if there's like suddenly a bunch of kids in a group that are in charge of each other, like – I don't know if you would have done well, Gus. No, no. That would have not been the system for you. He was trying to avoid Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> I cried when Piggy's glasses broke. I know. That was so sad. <laughs> you know, there was this, there's, a, there's a big hubbub about, have you guys seen the footage of the soccer player? I want to say they're in Central America or South America. where Probably of, a good guess. Well, yeah, probably a good guess. Or maybe Europe <laughs> or Northern Africa. One of those places for sure. Um, but they were, they were having a match. And uh, one of the teams has an owl for a mascot. And Gus, you can look up owl in soccer, and I'm sure you'll find tons of links on this. So the owl somehow was flying around and landed on the field, and they were in the corner, and a oh guy kicked the, ball, <laughs> kicked the ball, hit the owl. The owl gets stunned. <laughs> when it, the people who have seen this are not going to like you laughing at it. The owl is kind of stunned. It's kind of laying there stunned, like looking around like this. And the opposing team soccer player walks up to it, looks at it, and just kicks the ever-living shit out of it. You can't actually see how far he kicked it, but just how fast it leaves frame. It like, and his excuse was he was trying to see if it could still fly. Yeah, I see here it says Moreno has apologized and says he was trying to help the bird by waking it up <laughs> does, with his cleats. That, is there like any? Does he get punished for that? He I mean, he, he probably got a yellow right? card, right? And it's, it was their mascot, so it was the opposing team's mascot. It was, and he was playing in their stadium. Um, so he's like, yeah, I was trying to see if it could still fly. Ha, ha, ha. They said, ha, ha, guess what? You're going to fucking jail. Yeah, yeah no should. kidding. Yeah, so he doesn't leave. So now he's in this. The one thing you never want to do is break a law in a foreign country. Probably good for him to be in jail because the entire country yeah. would probably be after him. Well, just it was not in, it was the in internet co- now. It was in Colombia. If, if that's any, uh, if that's any consolation. Oh <laughs> so, I, don't, I actually wouldn't want to be in a Colombia. Chances are he might have already been shot by the time he hit the owl. Yeah. Most, you know? <laughs> But anyway, so the, so there's this big discussion, though, about – like we talk about kids in a classroom alone. There's this big discussion about how cruel it was to kick this owl. And there's no question it's absolutely cruel. It's terrible. To kick that owl. And, you know, 
occasionally someone will pop up in a forum thread and go, you know, there's probably about 20 billion things that happened to people in that same day committed by other people that were 10 times worse than what happened to the owl. The owl did die, you know. But it, it, it's like you said with kids. It's like if you put kids in a room, we have this notion that we, we you know, like we want to treat owls well and we want to treat each other well. You put kids in a room alone – if there's 20 kids, probably one of those kids is going to be killed by the other kids within the hour yeah. Yeah. without a supervision. Something really nasty is going to happen just because kids are, you know, baseline humans yeah. and haven't had all, all that society layered on top of them. You know, that was uh, – I had a class at Texas State. It was called Magic, Ritual, and Religion. And at some point we did like a Satanist section where they talked about Satanism. And who is it that wrote the Satanist Bible back like in the 60s or 70s? Some Anton LaVey, is that right? I don't know. Something like that. Anton LaVey is a dude. I didn't – obviously, we didn't do well in that class. <laughs> but um, that was hit one of his points like for Satanism that people don't start out good. Like that's not a natural – that's not a natural like, inclination. Like if you just start with kids, kids aren't going to be like – you have to teach them to share, teach them not to hit. The people by nature have these like desires mm-hmm. and that like religion is essentially invented to make you feel guilty about them all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of – I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's interesting that you brought that up. It and was Anton LaVey, by the way. Woohoo! And now civilization as well. You know, I mean, it depends on, you know, it's just anything like laws or, you know, re- religion or anything like that. It's just, it is, it tended basically to, to weed the uh, human instincts out of you as fast as you can. And that was the red discussion is, is they were talking about how cruel this is and how humans are so cruel to other, other animals who could do that. It's like, if it was another animal, it would do that in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? It's like the way, if you asked other animals, what they think about conservation? Other animals don't give a shit. Yeah, about the but other I would hope we're elevated above the state of animals. Exactly. I know. I totally agree. I and mean, the guy, the guy should absolutely go to jail. But it's 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 like we do get Im- amazingly just livid about something that happens to an animal, and yet we have like four wars going on in the world right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, you know. It's it's one of those things. I guess you can always do a better job at something, or there's always something worse. But I mean, this is like. I mean, people are wanting to post this guy's personal information. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. a very good point. I mean, Gaddafi is bombing towns, uh, cities in Libya right now, and people are complaining about an owl. Yeah, bombing. Well, and I don't know if it's just it might. It's partly the owl, but partly anytime you make something a mascot, it like becomes a representation of your or, team. Yeah, people get weird about sports. Maybe, maybe you don't have as, you can't exert as much control over Gaddafi bombing people, but you can exert control over this one thing: this guy kicking an owl. Maybe it's something people see as more attainable and something they can affect. I guess versus I guess so. affecting the direction of a country. I don't know. It's Heavy discussion. That guy's fucked up, though. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the attitude is in Central America, but I mean, if that guy was in America, you know, he'd be, he'd have trouble. Michael Vick's back in he'd action. He'd be in jail for two years. Yeah, yeah Michael he, Jack- he, he, he went to prison. I mean, that's not. You know, Michael Vick. That. I just, I just uh, heard got uh, labeled a hero by some organization. I didn't read why. I just saw the headline. Was it the United Cats of America? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my advice: If you're in America. Never hurt an animal. Always pay your taxes. Yes. Always. On time with a smile. That has to be the most important part about being in America or American is paying your taxes. The Southeastern Virginia Arts Association. So very prestigious. There you go. Southeastern Virginia, Virginia Arts Association. You know, None Siva. of that makes sense. Nothing, <laughs> nothing in that statement made any sense at all. The Southeastern Virginia Arts, Arts Association. Association. I think Michael Why Vick would... founded this association about a year ago. <laughs> He's playing like the long con. Why would they honor Michael Vick? <laughs> For epitomizing the word hero. What? I guess Michael here's, – here's what I can figure. Michael Vick went to Virginia Tech, which might be somewhere yeah. in southeastern Virginia. So this sounds like a college yeah. alumni thing. He's uh... – they're honoring his resilience in overcoming obstacles and becoming a true example of life success for all to emulate. Dude paid his debt to society. Yeah, know. but football – I don't want to sound well, like Roger Ebert here, but football is not an art. Here's, no, here's yeah, a true. quote from the, the president of that organization. People talk about Michael Vick as a convicted felon. Well, so was Jesus Christ. Yet he was wow. able to do things above and beyond the naysayers to the point that we all recognize him today as Lord and Savior. He was also into dogfighting. Who, Michael Vick or Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought the end of that was talking about Michael Vick, and then it pulled out Lord and Savior. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's, you know, he's got a, he's got a good, you know, cross the middle pass. But let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can tuck the ball and run. He used to be a lot better runner. I think those running quarterbacks, I think they they tend to get older faster. They wear out quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I also read another thing recently, as I tend to do on the internet. That uh, I read an article that said. That the average lifespan of an NFL player is 54 years. 
Wow. Something like that. I think I'm I think I'm gonna Gus, I'm gonna refer to you again for verification, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Which is like a blacksmith in eighteen thirty. I, I wonder how that compares to other sports. Like how would that compare to boxing or like the average I would think lifespan for a baseball player is probably like hundred and fourteen. Boxers <laughs> seem to live an unfortunately long life. Yeah, that, unfortunately long, you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, that it hurts them in horrible ways, but they don't die from it unless they die in the ring. It's also it doesn't seem to affect like lesser weight boxers. You know, like uh, Sugar Ray Leonard seems fine, but you look at a Muhammad Ali or anyone that was a heavyweight. You know, like, you know, Sugar Ray was in the 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 fighter, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, was he? Well, the older brother was his whole thing was he was a fighter himself, mm-hmm. and he had knocked down Sugar Ray Leonard in a fight, and that was like his huge claim to fame mm-hmm. and why he made him the pride of this town that they were all from, and. uh he was just it was he was obsessed kind of with that moment, you know, yeah, glory days sure. kind of a thing. And uh when they're actually at a fight and Sugar Ray is commentating, he tries to talk to him. The guy of course remembered him and he's like, Yeah, but if it's actually Sugar Ray in the movie, dude looks great. Yeah, he just uh is on gonna be on the new season of Dancing with the Stars, I read. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. So yeah, the average uh life expectancy of an NFL player is fifty two to fifty nine. Fifty two to fifty nine. Lower if you're on the line. Uh, oh, it varies depending on position. Wow. So the, the like an offensive or de- defensive lineman is what you're saying? Yep. That, that That's like getting in a fight a hundred times in an afternoon. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that. Do you, you think those guys, they look across and go, we're just going to take it easy on this one. Nobody's going to be a hero right now. <laughs> <laughs> they have to, right? I mean, if you, can't, you can't go to a full wrestling match every essentially 45 seconds I for two hours. <laughs> I wonder what it's like for rugby players. I watched a lot of Aussie Rules football because there's only – fucking two channels in australia and it was either that or cricket yeah and uh those guys take such a beating too man they're constantly they're like stepping on each other's heads and constantly punching each other in the dick and stuff and they have no gear and they have no gear on whatsoever i saw a video of the other day i guess of these two soccer players and uh, one of them you know they were kind of like jostling for position one of them was receiving a pass and one of the soccer players grabbed the other guy's arm and then hit himself in the face with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it fell down and flopped, so it looked like the other player hit him. But it was really the guy picked up the other guy's arm and hit himself in the face. You think that's the biggest problem with watching soccer in America is we can't stand all that theatrical stuff? Yeah, I I found it really like off-putting when we were watching the World Cup. What, all the flopping? Yeah. I mean, I know that's part of the strategy, but it's just like – it's not something to be proud of. You I, know? Think the, the, I think the most off-putting thing for people watching in America is that – there's not enough scoring. Like you, you're, you should be getting excited when there's the threat of scoring, but Americans want to be excited when there is scoring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Somebody also though, made a good point about that to me where if you saw a game that was 3-2, to two, that would be the equivalent of a 21-14 to 14 football game. Absolutely. You wouldn't feel like that was low scoring. Right. Yeah. So I always say though with football, when, you, when the when play starts, someone's either going to get hit or somebody's going to score. That's going to happen every single time. True. Occasionally, somebody might run out of bounds, but you're either going to see a big hit potentially every down or a score. One of those two things has to happen. Whereas in soccer, there's a whole lot where you're just kind of waiting for something to build up. Yeah, there's a lot of waiting in the middle, passing, passing. Do you remember what was that sport that we saw? It was in Australia as well. It was like chariot. It looked like chariot racing. They were That's like, what it was. It was chariot racing. <laughs> Twenty four hours a day. It on was a lot. Like, the other channel. Yeah. Oh. Was it really chariot racing? Yeah, no, racing? it's really fucking – and you like – it's like it, – it's gambling, I guess. There's betting yeah. going on. It's the two-wheeled thing where they lay back in it kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah the, 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 oh, it's not yeah, called yeah. chariot. It's called something else. It's on. There's a channel in Australia devoted to that. I'm sure whatever we na- name we have for it, too, it is wrong. Like I'm sure in Australia they call it something different. There were literally 15 channels. Uh, one of them was 24-hour yoga. One of them was 24-hour <laughs> chariot. One of them was classic Aussie rules football 24 hours a day. One of them was cricket. <laughs> And then there, the, there was one channel that had like the Golden Girls and a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, and then the, the other <laughs> channels were all reruns of Family Guy. If you can, <laughs> if in one trip to Australia, if you can figure out the rules to Aussie Rules football and to cricket, if you can crack both those codes, I think you see God. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've met people who live in Australia and still don't know the rules to Aussie Rules football. Like, yeah. What are the rules? They're like, just drink and <laughs> cheer. Just drink and cheer. When everyone else cheers, just cheer. Okay. <laughs> the last the last guy who figured them both out uh, was called a hero by the Southeastern Virginia Art Society. <laughs> what did I miss while we were gone? Um, you guys were gone about a week, right? Uh, just Ten produ- days. Yeah, yeah production stuff. Um, you know, getting – we had uh, – uh, the last short we produced was Inception Guy. We're working on our uh, – 
videos that we're going to be showing at PAX in Boston. We will be at PAX in Boston on March uh, 12th. Is that right for our 11th, panel? 11th. Yeah, our panel's on the 12th. Yeah. We'll be there the 11th through the 13th. 13th. But our panel is, I understand, at 2 o'clock on Saturday, right? Yes. We should probably verify that because someone's been saying we've been saying the wrong time. But What are we showing? Uh, we will be showing some cool stuff and some other cool stuff. That we should awesome. we should have three total videos to show. So we might be a little crimp for time on Q and A. Yeah. But if you're a fan of some of our productions, you might want to be there to see some of the videos that we're going to be showing. That sounds cool. Oh, while we're mentioning, uh, Griffin and I will be doing a an appearance at the Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. There you go. Yep. On Saturday, the date of that being. March 5th. 5th. <laughs> literally, literally this Saturday. This Saturday. From now. Three days yeah. from now. We'll be signing uh, at the 343 booth at, I think, n- noon to 1 or 1 to 2. Um, I think it's like 11 – or we have to be there at 1145, so probably noon. Noon, yeah. And I, but I would stop by the booth because uh, we'll have people there all the time that are related to the Halo universe. Right. And uh, Jeff and Griffin will only have an hour at the booth. That yeah. is it. So we're just, a, we're just an, an hour in that rotation of probably a lot more – Interesting and important people. Most cons, when, when we go to them, there's you know we're there all day long at the booth, and there's a rotation of people who are there, but it's always somebody from Rushdie. But that will not be the case at this one. Oh. We, we will only be there for one hour. Pax panel. I finally found the information. Got it. It's uh, Saturday, the main theater, four thirty to five thirty. Four thirty. That's the problem we were saying earlier. It was okay, two. So it's four thirty to five thirty. Yes. So if you know, come before dinner, it'll be excellent. You'll see some quality video products who, with a nice live audience. Who all is going? Uh, it's us four and Monty. And Monty. And, and Jack. And Jack. Jack, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Matt has now been grumbling about maybe I should go to PAX. Boston. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I hope he doesn't mind commuting from Jersey. <laughs> Why? There's no hotels. The hotels are, the hotel situation's gotten pretty packed over there. Packed. Paxed. Packed at PAX. Hey, do we have hotels for Comic-Con? San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why did, you, just, why did you pause when you said that? Because that's Gus. a weird question. Why do you know something I don't? No, I was just wondering because it's one of those things we always why have to. Why we, wouldn't we? We always have to book so far in advance, yeah. and I just was yeah. wondering if you'd done it. Yet. Okay, yeah, I, I always take care of them in November. <laughs> so it's like, where we? Do you know where question. we're staying this year? Uh, we got the Marriott. Oh, okay, good, the great. One attached to the convention center. That hotel we were that hotel we were at last year sucked, but we had the best view. We had the time. best hotel room ever. Yeah, it was awesome. We've progressively gotten better at attending Comic Con. It's been the first time we stayed, we were about. 10 miles away. And we thought it wouldn't be a big deal. And no. now, man, last year we drove by there for some reason. And it was like, what the fuck was wrong with us? Oh, my God. The first yeah. year we didn't know how much to bring, so we had a storage unit that we had, right, off-site. To be, to, in my defense, that, that was back when I was doing travel. Uh, that first year we didn't know we were going to Comic-Con until literally like 25 days before we got accepted because somebody dropped out. So then I had to book us hotel rooms in San Diego. 25 days out. It would be very interesting to know who that person was that dropped out because I'm fairly certain that we started attending Comic-Con in the last year when there was any available booth space right. left well, ever. What happened is I think it wasn't necessarily maybe that someone dropped out. Is That year is the first year they expanded to take the whole convention center. You know, that last hall? Uh, they didn't have that in the exp- exhibition hall up until that year. Sounds like an entire other convention dropped out. Yeah, so I we- think they just you know bumped up to take the whole center and then we got lucky. And we got really no lucky. Get in anymore. I read somewhere like a year or two ago that they get like two times the uh, amount of vendor submissions than they can accommodate. Insane. It's insane. Which is why we can't ever seem to move up and get a bigger booth, even yeah. though we try. That's true. And we have a corner booth, and we constantly have people offering to buy our space yeah. from us. Yeah, we, yep. had to, we had to trade our other space for that booth. Right. And we got lucky to even have that other space. Like we used to be at the back. Then we got managed somehow to get moved over by Penny Arcade, right? And we swapped out with uh, PVP. We have kind of like an internet section there. Yeah, it's yeah. PVP Penny Arcade. Do you think PVP will have their own booth this year? They're going to go into the Penny Arcade booth. It's a good question. Um, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably keep that booth, or they'll just you know coup and the Penny Arcade guys will just consume it and yeah. expand even further. They have Penny Arcade's been there for two years longer than we have, right? Or maybe even three. I, years? Think, I think two, two or three. Yeah. yeah, and they have they have. Three connected booths in L. They're in there over there in their fucking corner palace. They've got their they ten have. by thirty they're, palace. They're, they're, they're in the Tetris fucker that L. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah. So uh, this week is uh, this week is Emerald City Comic Con up in Seattle, and then next week is PAX in Boston. And then at the end of March, we will be appearing at MegaCon in Orlando, Florida, with William Shatner. Mega. Very excited. About you do that. not have a hotel for that yet. I no, need, I need to book that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. William Shatner's going to be there. 
We're trying yeah. to say hi. Are you guys going to try to go to Disney World? I doubt. No, I don't, I don't we're trying to, so. actually, Millie's going with us because we don't have any family in town. Um, so we've been trying to keep it from her that Disney World's even in Florida. <laughs> Parents of the year right here. <laughs> we don't want her to find out. Awesome. Nobody tell her. Nobody ask. What if, what if she starts listening to the podcast? No, she won't. When Millie goes to therapy in 10 years <laughs> or 20 years from now, the therapist will say, what do you want to start with? She goes, how about this? She's going to take out 20 episodes of this podcast, put them down and go, just listen to these. <laughs> God, you know what's terrible? <laughs> I'll come back in two weeks. She wanted to watch Wipeout last night, and I told her that if she did some chores, she could watch it with me. And uh, so she did all her chores, and she sits down to watch it on Hulu. And the ad is a Disney World ad, so I made her leave the room till the ad was over. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want her to see it. <laughs> you wanted it subjected to commercialization? No, I just – yeah, I didn't want to put Mickey Mouse back in her brain. <laughs> With this trip coming up. So what were her chores? What is it? What is a uh, now five year old? She learned how to vacuum last night. Oh yeah, did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. she cleans her room oh, and she, uh, she sweeps too. and vacuums. Those are, she, she, those uh, she her job is collecting eggs. Yeah, she collects eggs every day. She has a little egg basket. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Does she feed the chickens too? Nah. No, how no, are those chickens? Really. Did they survive the winter? They're, yeah, they're fine. fine. Um, we finally sold our chocobo, the rooster. To you, like a woman who had like a harem of hens that were the, lonely. The rooster who could not tell time and would. Yeah, he would. Like, he started when he started crowing at two thirty in the morning. I decided it was time to get find all, a new home. For letting him. all the drunks know, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Last call. <laughs> so let me ask you this: at one point, when you first got the chickens, it was very clear. Oh, it's no problem. We'll get chickens. We'll you know use them for the eggs, and then after they reach a certain point, we'll just eat them. And I said, "You're not going to eat your chickens." And you said, "Why wouldn't we? We'll eat our chickens. No problem. We're not going to eat our chickens. Yeah. Never ever, right? No." You're no. too attached to them now. Yes. I mean, even with Chocobo, I and I, I didn't even list him for free on Craigslist because I was worried that he would just become somebody's dinner. <laughs> so I could have, like, made it like $15. She was very clear that he was a silky and his meat is not good to eat. <laughs> this, you will not like this chicken. Trust me. Yeah, I had that conversation with the woman. So as urban farmers, you're partially committed. We also don't even eat the eggs. We're the worst. We, I mean, like, There's no reason to have chickens for us except for pets. So do you feel bad for the eggs? No, we give them away to people. No, it's just like we, we just t- – it turns out we don't cook at home or eat eggs that often. You don't cook at home? Not that really. being said, I, I boiled eggs this morning. Yeah. We turned no. the oven off, right? Or the stove off? Uh-oh. Uh, I would think so. You did it. I would think so. <laughs> Why would I, I leave the, it on? The, the neighborhood smelled like eggs when I came in this morning. I don't <laughs> know if that's, uh, if that's related at all. Um, you know, yeah, no, egg, I'm pretty sure it does. smell, you know. Do you know that? The egg smell? Natural gas has no smell. Oh, right, yeah. So oh, they, they yeah. add the smell. Oh, you're saying the eggs were burning. Right, right. I'm sorry. I was going with the natural gas sulfur smell. No, no. I was trying to help you, and I ended up confusing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we do need to cook more because we have been ordering a lot of pizzas and Chinese food. Oh, breaking news, the iPad 2 is official. Oh. You all would like to know that. You want to tell us all about it? No. So it has a camera? Yes, front and rear-facing cameras. Oh, all right. Front and rear-facing. I don't, like, I don't want any more cameras around me. <laughs> I don't like those things. That's not a feature that I missed on the iPad 1. I know a lot of people complained about it, but I've never been like hanging out with my iPad and thought, I wish I had a camera. True, but um, – I guess FaceTime it would got be the, cool. You've got the little doodle what, like app on there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you wanted to do like film stuff, you could take a picture of what you've got in front of you and then on top of like bring it into that program and just draw what you want to do. I mean it would, it would make things easier if you wanted to use like a storyboarding on the tool. fly. Yeah. yeah. You just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. I think that's um, Matt's. Matt's hold, been holding off because he wants to buy the next generation. He's got an iPad. The camera. Um, I don't think he does. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. No. Yeah. I don't think he does. He, he bought one. He did it for three well, weeks. Well, his, when I his wife about doesn't know about it. Really? Yeah. She, I, I hope I she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you guys want to be alone? <laughs> <laughs> need, need a minute? It's one of those things, Gus or Jeff, that you don't have it, so you can't imagine why you need it. But once you then have it, you'll. Yeah, probably. But I've never. Uh, you're probably right about that. But like, I have iPhone fours, and I've never used FaceTime. That's probably true. Yep. You know, so it's like I don't think I would use it on the iPad because I don't use it on my iPhone. The iPad would be better to use it. I mean, because it's larger and it would be a little yeah, more comfortable sure. to do it that way. Well, it's like the same thing. Do you ever use video conferencing on your computer? No, never. It seems like that was when I was talking earlier about growing up and technology we were making. We had to make video phones. We mm-hmm. had to make video communication, and now it's just it's massively inconvenient. And who wants to yeah. deal with it? Like, yeah, and it's super easy, but it's I still don't want to do it. Yeah, I, but, why, why do you need to see someone? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. You really don't. I mean, part part of the fun of doing a like having doing the call instead of going to a meeting is that they 
you can't you don't they don't know exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. or like, you don't have to worry about like wearing a suit might be a <laughs> might be a generational thing though because when Gavin uh, you know comes to stay with us sometimes he is skyping video skyping with people t- constantly well I think if you grew up like Gavin was in high school when Skype came out essentially mm-hmm. I think if you grew up and you your first experience was video chat it would just seem very natural to you but it's like I'm just I get all the information I need out of audio yeah you know? same here like the internet, how the internet moved from text to mostly video, it seems like now. <laughs> a lot of times I was like, man, I just want to read this. I can read it so much faster and somebody can, I can listen to somebody tell me the information. Uh, yeah, it's annoying, Like especially if you were going on like CNN, for instance. Yeah. Half of the articles or half of the headlines are video, and you're like, well, I guess I'm not going to know what happened in blank. And it seems like they used to tell you there would be a little camera yeah. icon that it was video, yeah. and now it's just a crapshoot. And I, I, when I see it, I'm like, oh, man. As guys who make video on the internet, yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this too much. I don't know if you would want to read Red versus Blue scripts. I will not click on a video link to for news at all. It just seems weird, right? Yeah, I yeah. don't like it. It's too slow. And it, one thing too, if, especially for like video conferencing, I mean, and, and even in a fun way, um, like you were talking about recently, how when with texting and like AIM, people say more and they're like they act a little bit more openly in some ways than they would normally if you were looking him directly in the face. And I wonder if that interferes when you're like doing video chatting or whatever. Like if you're a little bit more like yourself or you may, may not open up as much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Plus on a video conference call, you can't be in the room with a bunch of other people. Mute the call and go, what the fuck is this jackass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be able to see you doing that. My, my, I had a guy that I worked with one time. He said, you know, business would be a lot easier if you had a phone that would let you listen for the five seconds immediately following the phone call. Like, the connection would just stay open. <laughs> and they hang up, and the guys go, that was a fucking waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's <laughs> always that, that one nice summary comment that's made. There's another change on the internet that I want to complain about. Since I'm in a complaining mood, I, I, I got to thank you guys. I started off this podcast in a fucking terrible mood. When we went to hit record, I was in a bad mood. Why? Now I'm in a better mood. Why are you in a bad mood? Just because I just, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, employee issues that we have, we seem to have more now than we did in the past. Yeah. You know, as we as we grow with more people, and I just had to deal with some mm-hmm. employee issues who probably are listening to the podcast from the comfort of their home. Um, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <the same. laughs> um, but uh, something that bugs me that I've run into lately on the internet is – I've noticed now there's these there, – when I go to sites and I'm watching something or it's like just a general content site or whatever, there's this new trend where there's a block of pictures that have headlines under them like they're articles. Oh, and then you click God. on these pictures and they, they don't take you to the article. They take you to another site and I think MGID is one of the big ones. MGID and Tulip I think are the two big ones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, you go, then you're in this site and you're like, what am I looking at? I'm Okay. It took me to a different site. Well, there's the article that I wanted to read or a picture gallery that I want to see and I click it and it has – Nothing to do with it. It's like spam, but it's not even the courtesy of taking you to a different site to show you what you want to see. They just show you random garbage. Mm-hmm. And and really reputable sites put, put these MGID interfaces up on their stuff. It makes no sense. That's a lot. That happens a lot with um, when I'm doing image research for design. Like design is the worst sometimes because they'll show you like a really cool concept, but they rotate that stuff out, and then you can never find it, the original thing on that site again. It's super frustrating too because like when we were building out this place and there was furniture and we wanted to bring stuff in that was really cool. It's like, wow, here we go. This couch is perfect. Look how cool this couch is. And then we drill down and it's like there's so many sites that are just design sites. And it's like you see this awesome, cool chair. It's like, oh, this is just a concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we just, this is just a computer rendering of this chair. Or what was the big thing? The, the, the pillows that look like stones. Yeah. Remember oh, that? And you tried to buy something recently and you're like, and you couldn't, it just kept, I had, you I had to have, oh, I had right. Gus try to help me. I found a, a thing on one of those design sites that was a, like a flat wall, uh, it was like a shelf, wall shelf, kind of like you'd see at Ikea, but it was shiny and, and white. Yeah. And it was speakers. For your iPhone, and, and it had and like was an a iPhone dock. dock in it, but it was also just a shelf. It was really cool and a very sleek design, and I thought that'd be perfect for my bedroom. And you can't buy it; you can't buy it, find it anywhere. I would go to we we got in this loop that we couldn't figure out how to get out of. It, it was, was some awful. Norwegian site where they were like, "If you want to buy it, go to the distributor." And right. so I click on the distributor, and the distributor has a link to it, and the link takes you back to the site. Wow. And there were like three distributors, and they all did that. And you could just – it was impossible. It was impossible to buy this piece of equipment. I have no idea how much it cost or how to buy it because uh, the one store in Norway that sells it doesn't let you buy it online. When we first started looking for – you know, the stuff, as you were mentioning, the, the, there are some cool like couches that almost look like puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And then you yep. can like configure them any way you want to. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started looking, trying to find a way to buy them. And eventually I found a store – like 
an actual like brick and mortar place in uh, California that that would sell them. And then so they told me to call the manufacturer and then I called the manufacturer and then or like went to their site. And then it's like, well, you need to like send an email if you want information, which is always the death of me buying anything. Yeah. Um, so then I sent it and they're like, okay, well, how much would the sofa cost? They're like, well, it depends on the materials and whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I find out about that? And they're like, just tell us what you're interested in. Tell us the dimensions of the material you want. I'm like, I don't even know what's available. And then we did this email thing back and forth and eventually I just gave up on it. Because first of all, I'm sure it's way too expensive if they don't list the price. But I don't understand that anyway. It's like if you want to sell it and you have a website, just put the fucking price on there and a way to buy it. Like why yep. do you have to like – why does anyone have to call anyone yep. anymore? I hate that. Yeah, and plus like well, tell us what fabric you want. And you're like, all right, I want tweed. Well, it's not available in tweed. Well, it's like, well, what yeah, the fuck is tell, it available? Tell, tell me, me what's what available. <laughs> yeah, like if there's if – you, if we have to customize it, then show us where we can customize it. Yeah. It's shitty. Yeah. Give me some options, internet. Yeah. Just tell us what material. I want transparent aluminum. <laughs> Do you have that? No, then I'll take what you have. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, I also have a weird feeling too that because they've put this design out there, like because this shelf with speakers in it, that they have that on the web, that it's somehow pre- preventing someone else from actually making it. Yeah. Like that Logitech or somebody will go, oh, we should make shelves that have speakers in And they look it up like, oh, no, someone already makes it. Oh, yeah. Too oh, bad. Well. If only they investigate a little more and see that you can actually buy that. Yeah, it is. It is weird. It's not. I mean, it's it's a very specific problem when you're going out to look for unique items, and then unique items exist, but not in the world. I had a, I had a similar problem the other day where it was actually yesterday where I buy uh, I've started buying a lot of my clothes online for convenience, and uh, I go through this site, uh, Jack Threads. You made fun of me for this. No, no, it's it's true. And they list. They have like it's kind of like Groupon for clothes, where they'll be like, Hey, today we're having a sale on <laughs> Pants? you know. Yeah, but like this particular brand, and we have ten styles, and they're seventy five percent off. And so I bought a pair of pants. Do they make fun of Tibet while they do this? No, oh, terribly. Just like <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I bought a pair of pants on that on that site, and they came in and they were great, and they fit me really well. And I thought, oh, cool, I want to buy this pair of pants again. Can't get it on that site because they were only there for a day. So I look at the brand, and I find the brand, and they don't have an online store on the brand. Like, how do you have a clothing company and not sell your products on the internet? They're like they sell distributors. Yeah, they're like you can find us at any of our distributors. Search in your area. And it's like of course there's not any in Texas. <laughs> Search in your area. So it's like I put in my zip code, and they're like, yeah, you can't buy these pants in Texas. Sorry, buddy. It's like fuck. That and there's nowhere you. nowhere on the internet to buy them. It's a long play, Jeff. They're trying to teach you buy eight pairs of pants if you like these things so much. <laughs> I guess so. Don't fuck around and do one at a time. Well, in six bulk. months, if they appear on that site again, I guess I'll buy more. Jeff does this thing where, like, every – I'd say maybe every three or four years, uh, you'll switch uniforms. Uh, like, Jeff will f- decide he wants to wear, like, a certain – like, he'll like to wear dickies with white T-shirts. And then he'll get that same outfit in, like, six versions or whatever. He'll have, like, all the different colors of dicky pants and then but black and white <laughs> T-shirts. And then he'll, like, need to change things up a bit. So then uh, three years later, he'll, like, have a new uniform, which is, like – like jeans and vans with like a button or like a polo. You wore polos for a while. Um, but you're kind of in a, you're in a new uniform stage. You're, you're re, like coming up with a new uniform. What's my new uniform? Um, you wear a lot of like plaid button up, like pearl snap shirts. Hmm. And, uh, that's new. Well, relatively new. What, like newer than like a onesie jumpy when he was a kid? <laughs> because he wore those at cons all last year. I know because I was, I would always have to call Jeff and go, are you going to wear the exact same thing that I'm wearing today? Are we going to do the, the whole? Are we all going to be wearing plaid and have beards in the booth again? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wearing those button ups yeah. that much lately because it's it's too much hassle to button up. <laughs> so I'm just wearing Seriously? American Apparel t-shirts because it's too much work to put on a long sleeve shirt. I also think women do the uniform thing too. They just do it once a week. <laughs> they just they immediately change it out <laughs> over and over again. But I I, I want to do that. I, I would love to dress like a cartoon character well, and literally wear the same thing every single day. It okay. would be kind of nice, like if we could get to. The the future already and we all have like the same leotard and not have to think about it anymore yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah I try, I try to put as little thought as possible into like what i'm wearing like i i literally just have all my clothes in a, in a <laughs> line in the closet and i just grab whatever's next i, I don't want to think about it yeah can i tell you something I don't, I don't shop for my clothes, and I don't pick out my clothes at all. My wife does all that stuff. That's why you have those lobster shorts. That's why I have lobster, <laughs> shorts. lobster shorts. I have shorts that have embroidered lobsters on them. That's, that's like from, that's from three, four years ago, by the way. Well, we remember them. I found, I found a great system where I hate to go shopping for clothes because I hate going into that little closet and changing in and out of clothes. Changing in and out of clothes for a guy is a huge hassle. 
I don't. I don't want to. Why get, is it worse for a guy than a girl? Because girl, I don't know. You tell me, girls do it all the time. No, but then are you, you an, if you buy if you don't try the clothes on, you get them home and it's a weird fit. Like it doesn't matter what your size is. Griffin, like, everything. Griffin gets mad at me because if I go to Target, I'll buy like four pairs of jeans and then I'll take them home and try them on. And if they don't fit, I take them back. That's right. And yeah, she thinks that's, that's a way. Yeah, that's, but you go to the store twice. Why would anyone ever want to do that? You got to go back to that store again anyway. anyway. At some point, like when I go when I go to a store and I'm with my wife, and we have to buy I have to buy pants or something, and. We go to Banana Republic, let's say. Is that still in business, that place where people yes. get clothes? Okay. I go, and I have – like I try in a pair of you know, uh, 29-inch waist pants, and they fit. <laughs> and then she, she says, okay, well, then try on these. And I go, what size are they? They're 29s, you know, which clearly I wear. Let's, let's just buy them because these fit. They're fine. She's like, no, you need to try these on too. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no because every pair of jeans is a different sort of cut and <sighs> bullshit. fits no, differently. Not, oh, I, 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 used, I used to be in that camp, but about six months ago, I got fucked. I bought two different pairs of slacks like yeah. that. One of them fit fine. The other didn't, even though they were exact same size. Yeah, because the sizing that's is a, so that's, inconsistent That's now. a fucking supplier problem <laughs> or design problem. <laughs> so, if, if they're the well, same size, they should fit the but same. Different, different companies, too, will change their sizing, like especially for women's clothing because they want to like make their customers feel better. So they'll change yeah. the size so you feel like you're wearing a smaller size. Most women's clothing is just that arbitrary number that has no basis in reality. Yeah, no, exactly. So, and, so style and sizing are like inconsistent, so you have to try things on. Awful. Awful. Where's our, where's our space leotard? That's right. I, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to solve the problem. You're, you just want to be part of the problem. That's the way I see it. So here's, no, here's, I'm just acknowledging the problem. There's and a problem. Parti- and participating as a yeah. participant. So here's what I do, Gus, and you should adopt the same thing as well. My wife buys all my clothes, and this is what she does. She goes to the mall, and she buys me a bunch of different stuff, mm-hmm. and then she comes home with it, and then I try it on at home <laughs> in the comfort of my own home, and then whatever I don't like or – needs to be returned because it doesn't fit. She she then takes it back. So it's like two trips to the mall for my wife. Very happy. Nice. She's having the full shopping experience. But No I, trips for you. And then I end up with like one outfit out of like ten. So that's – it's a good system. It's, it like works, a, it's like a personal shopper. It works really well and she loves it and she never listens to the podcast. So <laughs> she'll never find out what benefit so I'm getting out of it. You're safe. Because I would be like Jeff. I would, I, I would wear – you know, well, the same thing every day. I would wear this. What are, you, what are you wearing today? You have on gray T-shirts. A gray American Apparel T-shirt and blue jeans. We interviewed today for uh, a position at the company. Oh, yeah? And uh, I said, Jeff, can you go in and do this interview for me? And uh, – or actually, I said to Brandon, Brandon, will you just take care of it because we were doing it in pairs? But Yeah, I would trust Brandon over Jeff as well. Well, today's a crazy day, and I thought – Fuck I, you guys. I, I interviewed thousands of people at the old tech support company. I almost texted Jeff. I almost texted Brandon and said, hey, don't take Jeff in there with you when you do the interview. <laughs> Because it's kind of a different position. And I didn't. I came in and I go, Jack, where's Jeff? He goes, he's in the interview with Brandon. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let me see your hoodie. Let me see your hoodie that you went in to interview this employee in. I'm noticing, I'm noticing the stained hoodie is making oh, yeah. appearance. It, uh, I have a stain on my uh, right here. I don't know what ha- it happened today. I don't know where it came from. What That's is that? so gross. I don't know. Did you try to, did you- was that mustard? It might be coffee or something. It was like sulfur. That happened to me when I, I, I used the, the edge of my hoodie to wipe off the dry erase board. Were you doing that? No. I noticed it after I got out of the car this morning. That it came okay. From, let's just assume the stain got there in some normal fashion. Let's just assume <laughs> okay. that. Let's not try to like CSI the stain. <laughs> I know what How it is. How about this? Why don't you wash it? <laughs> just – Well, between leaving the car and coming into my office? <laughs> no. No. I mean I, I think I've seen that stain on there before. No, you haven't. I watch this once a week. I think you're turning into Charlie from Always Sunny. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm getting I, at. I, I know what that stain is. That's the, the pollen from the trees in our neighborhood. Is it? Yeah. Okay, it's got to be something. Mm-hmm. So you, it must have been on your car, and you must oh. have uh, oh. brushed it up against your car. Well, You're that, probably that right. That explains why my face is on fire right now. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what that I is. I feel fine, by the way. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, allergies. What I'm, are those? I'm a very. <laughs> that's one thing I get knocked uh, a lot on the internet for. The, like in Awu and stuff, people are like, "Boy, it looks like Jeff hasn't taken a shower in a month." I'm a very clean person. Yes, you are. I take a shower every day of my life, sometimes twice a day. You're clean, but I think it's just that... Clean but disheveled? Yeah, you're not grooming. Yeah, my clothes are always clean. I just don't groom. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's the whole process after you get clean of like becoming presentable. But getting clean is the important part. And as long as you get the important stuff down, everything no. else is just great. As long anyway. as you don't stink, what's yeah. the matter? Well, but yeah, okay. Yeah. But if you look like you stink... And people only see you. But they don't see the stink wavy line, so it's going to be okay. Plus, obviously you're way into it. You married me. No, I don't have a problem. I'm just being argumentative. Mm. Okay. Oh, man. I almost knocked my mic off this stand here. Before we leave, I have to tell a story about Australia. Tell it. Okay. Well, um, I got to go on a ghost tour, and Jeff wasn't able to go because we uh, didn't have a sitter, and uh, there was actually an age limit on this one. We couldn't bring Millie. Oh, wow. 
Um, Scary or something? No, it mainly gruesome. And I'm kind of actually glad that they 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 put it because when I went to Scotland, they didn't have an age limit, and some of the stories in the Scottish every, one every story was, was about really, little kids getting murdered. Yeah, really, <laughs> like a very explicit gruesome stuff. And Millie, I mean, I'm not scared of like I'm not worried about the ghost thing with her. I'm just mostly worried about her hearing about how people were murdered in great detail. You know. Anyway, so I went on this ghost tour, and uh, when we first got there, like I met, I ran into some kids from the site. This guy James, and then he had his girlfriend there, and she was saying that when she called to make the reservation, they they promised her that there'd be no costumes, no people like jumping out at us or anything. And we get there, and like immediately, like we find our tour guide, he's got a cape on and like a black fedora, <laughs> and he's just all in black. And then like when he first starts talking to us, he's like, "Well, I've got some costumes for you to wear," and he gave assigned us all characters, and I played a guy named James that was uh, supposed to be hanged. And then, like, everyone had, like, a character they had to portray. We had to come up and do role-playing. It was awful. I and so that. you had to walk around Australia at night with a yes. noose around and your this neck. Is the, this has never happened to me before on a, on a ghost tour. But all of the other tourists that were there for other things in Sydney were pointing, laughing, and making fun of us. Like, oh people would be, God. like, there are all these jocks there. And they were like, <laughs> So you, you paid $40 to get heckled for two hours. Yeah, no. It was, it it was like you got bad. in a time machine and went back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> all the cool people were laughing at you. And yeah. Have you hanging out with the guy, the guy in the cape again. <laughs> Having to like do some some improvisation is the worst. Oh, hey, we did something pretty cool in Sydney that uh, no, wait, I, I'd like but to I'm recommend. Still not that oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, so I had an experience. Okay. Okay, so there's this uh, hospital up there that then later like the the property was used as the first jail in Sydney, uh, and you can go to it like on this ghost tour. And you might be able to do a t- regular tour during the day. But we went in and like he was telling us a story about like people getting flogged and like their their leg muscles like peeling off and then like getting gangrene and dying or whatever. And um, I noticed like when he started telling the story about that that my the backs of my legs had been hurting and I just assumed it was from walking. And then I realized that I felt like somebody was sitting on my shoulders, like I got really really heavy. And then for like a half hour after that place and after I left, I felt nauseous. But like yeah, I don't know, it was weird. And then, like, it's like later in the tour, he was talking about, oh yeah, some people are really affected by this place, and this is how they're affected, and totally got affected by that. Maybe place. you were never drunk in New Orleans. Maybe you were just having an experience <laughs> the, on that ghost tour. Ghost right? Maybe I was possessed. <laughs> Maybe all the dead beers were on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was kind of interesting, and it was kind of a fun tour, and you get to see like a, a part of Sydney you didn't get to see, like the old town and, on the, the rocks. And you get to relive high school. <laughs> okay. And so, the, yeah, the tour was goofy. The guy was goofy, but there are like some cool places. Did you go on the haunted bobsled run? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they get that. They guess they had summer Olympics down there. I don't know what summer Olympics are. Yeah, uh, winter uh, summer bobsledding. Summer bobsledding. Well, yeah. and at the end of the tour, I don't know if I told you this, but the tour guide asked me in for a drink. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> How was it? I didn't go. I was like, actually, I gotta get back to my hotel, and I ran my off. My non-cape wearing husband. <laughs> That's one thing I do appreciate about, appreciate about you. I, I never tell, I never, I don't express it enough, but I really am glad <laughs> you, don't wear, you don't wear a cape. Thank you. Something like that should go unsaid. I mean, you, uh, you shouldn't have to. I'm thinking about new uniforms. <laughs> I feel like we've lost Bernie. He looks like he's falling asleep. Yeah, he's bored. No, it's just, I'm very, I, I am very happy that Griffin had an experience where she felt something and was, it was, you know, uh, a, a fun experience for her. <laughs> And I'm doing everything in my power not to make fun of that. <laughs> you don't believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Uh, let me think about that. No, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you never had any kind of weird experience you couldn't explain? Yes. I Yeah, because I don't understand everything about the universe. But you know what I do understand? <laughs> that there's no fucking ghosts. I do completely understand that. Well, I didn't say I saw a ghost, but the, the place affected me. But your legs hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, through the course of the two-hour walking that tour. might have yeah that might have been walking <laughs> that might have been walking but the other stuff I don't know the nausea and like feeling you, like someone who's pushing me down you do realize that if they had like drowned the people right if they, they that's what they'd done in this basement or whatever if they drowned the people you'd have said and I felt like someone was pushing me down by the shoulders to drown me and then somebody was grabbing at my ankles that's what you would have said so you had a feeling and you were associating it with what they were telling you. And I'm sorry. I tried to stay quiet. I'm over here just trying to stay quiet. Now, <laughs> now she's looking at me like she's upset. I was perfectly fine to let the story go by. You okay. realize that's what happened though, right? Maybe. Or maybe you you had feeling. So what what is it that the, the people who died from having their legs flogged? Well, there were, were like a, pe- to- a lot of people died for a lot of reasons there. And like – because it was – later it was a prison. Okay. But but what was it? I mean what are you saying? That well, that, that was – a lot it? of people were in the hospital because when they were caught stealing like flour or something, they would get like whipped 
And, you and then they'd the be thrown into the prison because it would be like massively infected, and then they'd like cut their legs off, and they'd usually die in the process. You know, I get that, but the feeling that you had—they gave mm-hmm. you that feeling to make you feel bad. Like, what, what is what's going on here? Why are you involved? Like, you were empathizing with them. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was that I was hearing. Maybe it was power suggestion. No, what I'm saying I'm saying what was your experience? Because you were you were saying you had an experience. You're, do the ghosts transfer that? Is that what's taking place? I don't know. I, I was just standing there, and then as he was talking about it, I was like, "Oh yeah," because I had, my legs had been hurting. But I assumed it was walking, and maybe it was because we did have to go uphill. But the feeling the feeling of pressure of being actually pushed down, and right. the feeling of nausea. I, I they were very real, and I was sick for like a half an hour. But what I'm saying, what is that? that like in your mind, is that the ghosts are trying to show you what it felt like? I don't know, and it could also just be space. Oh, it's the energy. I, I, see, in the room. I don't know, and I don't know if I believe in souls or anything, but I do think that, like, I do believe in energies, and I definitely believe that space can affect people, like the space that they're in, and that doesn't have to be ghost related either. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Je- Jeff and I were crying in the Anne Frank house. Oh my god, dude. No, I, I wasn't in it for long enough to cry there. I cried on the park bench outside for <laughs> <laughs> twenty minutes. See, and now she's looking Jesus at me like Christ. I'm an asshole. The ghosts are making her legs hurt, and I'm the dick in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I tried to shut my mouth. I'm sure it was fun, and Cindy's awesome, and you should go there and see ghosts that want to hurt your legs. <laughs> Did you guys see a platypus? No. No, we tried to find them, but they didn't have them. Is there a zoo They're in nocturnal. Sydney? For- yeah, we went into the zoo, and there was like the platypus area. And the platypusery? Just, yeah, like, but I guess they're nocturnal, uh, right? And they just weren't out. That sucks. Saw some koalas, though. I didn't see any kangaroos, either. Saw a cool seal show. Yeah, the seal show was fun. Man, what's the point of going to Australia if you don't see a fucking kangaroo or a platypus? Because we saw koalas. You, saw you koalas. must have seen kangaroos. They have a whole, like, joey section. No, we missed that part. Is, like, on, it's, like, multi-leveled on this hill. And it's awesome, but it's easy to miss stuff, I think. And yeah. then be like, oh, I'm not walking all the way back up the hill yeah. so we can go, hey, look, there's a kangaroo. Okay. Also, Millie started to melt down yeah, after a while. Yeah. Because we, we were there for, like, four hours. We went to the- walking up a hill must be so terrible after flying 5,000 miles. Dude, it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty... Um, she 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 melted down and the bird show they've got like this wild bird show where they like have hawks like do tricks and fly around and owls and stuff. <laughs> they have soccer players come in and kick. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't understand the the idea of an audience plant kind of person like participatory plant uh-huh. you know. So uh, at some point they had this woman like I need a volunteer from the from the audience stand up and hold up a gold coin and this bird flies and steals it and comes back and she got really upset because she really wanted to volunteer and she got like started to cry and it's like no 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 that's not a it's not an audience member. Like we couldn't explain to her that, like, that there are certain that those don't actually that just doesn't really happen. Like you yeah. don't like get a volunteer from the audience to do those things. She still yeah, it, it, it didn't it, just so happen that someone had a gold doubloon in their pocket, right? Yeah. And it was totally okay with this bird landing on her like sleeved like sleeved arm when it was ninety yeah. degrees out or whatever. But, yeah, but the ghost thing is totally real. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> <laughs> okay, see now you're an asshole. <laughs> Well, I hope that you enjoy your existence where you just die and nothing ever happens. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I can't wait to fucking hang out in a basement and tickle people's <laughs> ankles Fuck for the fucking eternity. People come in, people coming in dressed like losers. <laughs> it's like shh, 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 the guy with the cape is coming. <laughs> He's gonna have a whole group behind him. Watch this. Oh, man. I had to wear a noose around my neck. That seems dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even cool like that. It was like a noose attached to like a dumb, like what do you call it? Like those things you put whistles on? Like the like a lanyard? Is it? No, like, you know, it's like just the straps you buy and you have like a clip on them and is you like buy them for events. badges? At yeah, like yeah, badges. A lanyard. Kind of lanyard. Oh, is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. Was it like, did it have like Ubisoft logos <laughs> on it or anything like that? Sydney Olympics 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, should we wrap this thing up? I guess so. Yes, don't forget that we are going to be at Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. Jeff and Griffin will be signing at the Halo Waypoint booth, or the 343 booth, on Saturday at, uh, what time is it going to be? It's either 12 or 1. We should probably find that out. We yeah, it'll be all over the website, and I'll put it, make a journal. And, and uh, you know. then PAX the week after. And then we'll be at PAX uh, the Saturday, and we'll be showing some cool stuff from different productions. I hear it's really, way. really cool. It's, it should be very fun. We've all been right. working on it for a while. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.